the breath of God. In the last few months, we've become more conscious than ever about people's breath. Some people who have sensitive noses, that's probably been a problem for a while. But for the rest of us, we've become very sensitive to it. I saw this video, maybe you saw it as well, this biologist named Aaron Bromage from the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth. And he was talking about the coronavirus in this regard in a way that was, was very helpful. And it's kind of liberating, actually. He was saying how what to be aware of from his perspective and information was if you're going to get the coronavirus, it, ha- it takes a certain concentration of exposure for a certain period of time. If it's a high concentration and you have direct exposure, well, you don't need much time. But maybe it's a low exposure over a long period of time, and either way there you get to perhaps getting the coronavirus. But what he, what he said was so liberating was, when you know this, you're not scared to walk by someone on the street. Or if you talk to someone briefly face to face, you don't have to be afraid because it's not a long enough time or even direct exposure, especially if you're outside. I mean, but we want to be at ease and that's why we're in this spacious church here. But it has us think about that, the breath. And in this case, we're almost afraid of the breath. When Jesus appears to his disciples today, after his resurrection, he breathes on them with his breath, the Holy Spirit. And it it should echo in our minds and say, well, hold on a second. That reminds me of the first time in the story of creation in Genesis 2, when God breathed life into Adam. That now, as Jesus rises from the dead, that he breathes new life into his disciples. That he gives them his, what, what is his, he shares with them. This image stuck with me because it's, it's such the opposite of what we're experiencing in our culture right now. That what is yours that you're breathing, I don't want. But we come here today, we're saying, Jesus, what you are breathing, we want. We need, I need your life. I need your peace, your power. Lord, what you offer us is the antidote, is the healing that I seek. And so how do we receive that from the Lord? Well, we can go back to the formula. Concentration of exposure and time. That if I want more of God's divine life, his divine breath, if you will, his spirit within me, what can I do? I can allow myself to be exposed to to his life. I can draw close to him. And I can take time to be with him. That it's actually pretty simple and obvious, isn't it? That if I want more of the Lord in me, 
I, I just draw close to him and, and let him do what he wants to do in me. That if I want his peace, what do I do? Draw close to him. And that's, what, that's the effect. The effect of Jesus' life, breath in me, is the fruit of the Spirit, which we read about in Galatians 5, 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, and self-control. Our psalm tells us the opposite. What if we do not have God's divine life? If you take away their breath, they perish and return to the dust. Isn't it true then that when we distance ourselves from the Lord, when we, when we don't spend time with the Lord, that peace, that sense of God with me diminishes. And so we come here tonight to receive more of that divine life that we might draw close to the Lord, that he would have an effect on us. What is the effect when the Lord is with us? When we have received that Holy Spirit, the the life of God within our lungs, rather than being quarantined, the Spirit sends us out. That rather than hiding in fear, we experience true freedom and live with courage. Pentecost is what empowers the disciples to move from that tight upper room with the doors closed to throwing open the doors and going out and sharing the gospel. Because Jesus Christ has power over sin and death, suffering and disease that he made us for eternal life, and we have nothing to fear. I, I might get sick. I, I, I will get sick at some point, right? I will likely suffer. I am going to die one day. Jesus' life and spirit is the antidote, is the answer to all those. It's the eternal life that I need. His saving breath is what heals us. And so Jesus breathes that saving breath on the disciples today. He gives them his life. He gives them his power to forgive sins. Is it not true that sin is the one thing that leads to ultimate death? Jesus' life breath given to the disciples gives them the, the healing antidote that leads to life. That within his body, the church, we receive that healing antidote, the forgiveness of our sins, where we die to sin, but begin to live in God. I feel cut off by my sin. I feel dead. But Jesus doesn't leave me there, but he comes with forgiveness and mercy. This image of breath and wind is apropos, especially in Flagstaff in the spring here. I was telling someone, I'm like, I can't remember a Pentecost in Flagstaff where it wasn't windy. And they're like, well, it's always in the spring, Father. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. But what is the wind? The wind, I've heard it said, you know, you, you can't see the wind, 
but you feel the effects of the wind. We can't see God, but we can feel his effects in our lives. Like a, like a sailboat that, that allows the wind to move it. That you and I, sons and daughters of a father who loves us, are, are encouraged, are meant to allow the, the wind, the breath of the Holy Spirit to move us where God wants us. Tonight, it's here. One of our students who's here, you guys probably all recognize John, that uh, I'm just grateful for him and his presence and witness. Um, he is now a focused missionary, and so he, he's from Alaska. He's come to Flagstaff, and now he's going to North Carolina. Like, isn't that... That's going where the Lord leads us. And, and I just mentioned that because that's a, uh, it inspires me, inspire, in spirit. That that's what we're all called to do, is to allow the Holy Spirit to move us where he wants us. To not be worried about that. And to think about all those people that God desires to experience his forgiveness of sins, his peace and salvation. And so today we come on this Feast of Pentecost to be filled with the life breath of God and allow it to move us in concert with his will.